Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. This is the first uh, solo episode I am doing in quite a bit. And for those of you watching this on YouTube, we have some new background gear. Here is the Prophetic Listening Podcast sign. I keep looking at it and wondering if it's crooked. <laughs> But uh, hopefully it's not. And if it is, I'll eventually figure it out and straighten it. But anyway, um, this I'm shooting from my favorite room in my house. Uh, this is my office slash quiet time room. And I have quiet time with the Lord every morning and every evening um, on that on that oversized chair right there. So for those of you who can see this, <laughs> this is my my favorite um, place in the in the house. And then for those of you who are listening, I am shooting for my favorite place in the house. Anyway, um, super fun episodes that have happened uh, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I saw there was a huge uptick in people listening to my prophetic listening session with uh, the prophetic minister Jolyn Olson Nave. Um, shout out to her again for agreeing to appear on the podcast. You guys like responded to that in droves. Um, but anyway, I wanted to share a couple of exciting updates that have happened in my own life and in my own world. Uh, and then I guess what you would call prophetic land, prophetic listening land uh, in the past week, week and a half. So actually, I think it's almost two weeks now. Two weeks ago, I led a prophetic listening workshop at the Gate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We had a really awesome turnout. I was very surprised by uh, the number of people who showed up last minute. Some some people showed up on the day. Uh, they hadn't pre-registered, but they they showed up and and paid their fee and and came in. And I was super super glad that I ordered extra books <laughs> because we were able to have enough for for everybody to come in and participate. Was a lot of fun. Um, for those of you listening, if you're thinking to yourself, wow, I really think prophetic listening would be a powerful tool and exercise and experience to bring to my church. What are you waiting for? Reach out, go to propheticlistening.com and, you know, book me for, for a workshop. I'd love to, to come and speak at your church, your ministry, um, your, your organization. Now today's topic without further ado is going to be on, um, the topic, peace as a guide and a guard. I'm going to say that again. The title is peace as a guide and as a guard. What do I mean by that? Did you know that the peace that God gives us, the peace that Holy Spirit provides can be a guide to us in our day-to-day -day life. And it can also be a guard for us when it comes to making 
right or wrong decisions. So I'm going to start with the concept of peace as a guide. And the reason I decided to, to hone in on this topic for today's episode, well, A, because I felt like Holy Spirit dropped that in my spirit <laughs> to share and to talk about. Um, but B, I have recognized that in some church streams, there seems to be this uh, pulling away from our emotions and our emotional cues uh, as a means of of saying, okay, uh, I'm not going to tune into my emotions because my emotions can lie to me and and that's fleshly stuff. Well, God created our emotions. God created our feelings. And obviously, sometimes we could allow our feelings and our emotions to kind of uh, be a runaway train, and that's not good. But there are other times when our emotions are kind of like alarm systems uh, that will alert us if we need to check in with the Lord, if we need to um, pause and and stop the direction that we're going in so that we can recalibrate. Um, but I also wanted to point out that peace actually goes deeper than an emotional state. Peace is, is a spirit realm experience. Peace goes deeper than everything being okay in your world. That's a, that's a kind of a superficial, um, comfort if you will, when everything is going right in your world and kudos to you, if it is, that's fantastic. But peace is something that you can enjoy and have an experience well beyond your circumstances. It took me a really long time to learn that by the way, <laughs> especially when I was a teenager and in my early twenties, um, man, if you want to talk about, and James one, it talks about being tossed and turned and <laughs> like the waves of the sea. Um, that was me. That was me in my teens and in my 20s, I was a hot mess. But as I got into my late 20s, the Lord really started to anchor me to the concept of peace being my guide and my guard no matter what. So let's talk about the first portion, peace as a guide. Um, When we are listening for God's voice, yes, he can speak to us in the still small voice. He can speak to us. Uh, through images. Uh, for those of you who've listened to past episodes, you know where I'm going with this, the listening styles of God. God can speak to us uh, not only in the still small voice, telepathically, um, not only through images. He can also speak to us through music. Those of you who just listened to that episode with uh, Trapper Jack, he almost always hears God through music, through lyrics to songs. God speaks to us through um, inner knowings, uh, unctions of the spirit, so those of you who are feelers, those of you who are um, some some people in the world will call them very intuitive, uh, but that actually is, is a gift in a way that God can speak to, to his people through that inner knowing. Uh, and then audibly, God can also speak to, to um, his children audibly. And I know several people this has happened to, and I'm a little jealous <laughs> of them, uh, but that's another way in which God speaks. So yes, he guides us. He gives us understanding. He gives us direction. He gives us instructions through these five mechanisms. And God can also guide us 
through a profound sense of peace. So I want to share with you, there was a time in my life when I was going through a season of, of what I call radical obedience. And I think I've mentioned this a couple of times in the podcast, but, and I haven't shared the full story yet. I will eventually because prophetic listening was actually birthed out of this season. But for two years, I was living in San Diego, California with no job, no reliable source of income. Uh, and specifically because the Lord told me to, <laughs> and God provided, cared for, took care of me the entire way. I was never homeless. I was never on the street. I actually lived in really nice places for two years straight and didn't pay a cent of, of rent. And I wasn't living with family. My family was on the other side of the country. I will share more of that story later, but what I'm trying to hone in on is that there were many times when, uh, other Christians would look at me and look at my life and, and some would see what God was doing and be like, Whoa, that is amazing. Uh, kudos to you for, for staying in obedience because I would have tried to fix everything myself already. But then there were other Christians who were like, are you sure God? is speaking to you? Are you sure that you're moving in the right direction? And, you know, when, when people, especially believers speak doubt and sow seeds of doubt, it can be very scary and you can start to second guess yourself and second guess whether or not you heard God. But the one thing that God kept pulling me back to was this profound sense of peace that I had in, in staying obedient to him and in trusting him for my provision for that season. And every time I would start to consider um, job hunting or maybe moving back East to where my family was or coming up with some other type of solution to get out of the season I was in, I felt a profound lack of peace. And I don't know how else to describe it, but there was just this, this calmness, this settledness inside my core that, that basically said to me, yes, Michelle, you've heard me. You're on the right path. I know this is unconventional. I know that this is counterintuitive. I know this is countercultural, but you are on the right path. And the Lord, uh, kept telling me, especially when I would encounter people who were like, are you sure you're being wise? You know, God, he, he's a God of wisdom. Like you need to, you need to be wise about these things. And I think sometimes people use that line as a, as a, again, as a mechanism of sowing, um, doubt and fear and, um, and the temptation to kind of move away from, from what you heard from God. And I did, I, I brought it up to God and I'm like, okay, they have a point. Like, is this wise? Am I, am I moving in wisdom? And the Lord, um, brought me to, I think it's in Psalm, I think it's in Psalm one, either Psalm one or Psalm three. Um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, <laughs> which basically was let every other man be a liar before I lie to you. I told you to do this. I told you to stay on this path and you are not to, to deviate. And I've given you my peace so that you know, that, you know, that, you know, you're exactly where you need to be, even though it's challenging, even though it's hard, even though everybody's looking at you like you're crazy, 
I've given you my piece. That piece was a tremendous guide to me um, throughout that season when I had to make different moves, when I had to wait for him on certain things, when I had to trust him for his provision, when I had to um, have difficult conversations with, with people, his peace was what anchored me. So enough about me. I want you to think in your own life, what is something, a decision, a crossroads, maybe a transition that, that you're considering all of us from the time we are, I think, teenagers, honestly, have problems. <laughs> All of us have something on our heart, on our mind at any given time that we are wondering, God, oh, what are you saying about this? This is what's heavy on my heart right now. My question to you, and, and the question I want you to ask yourself is, where's the peace in this? Where's the peace? So if you have to make a financial decision, where is the peace in the decision I have to make? Now, let me be clear. When I say where's the peace, I don't mean where's the comfort. There's a difference between peace and comfort. Sometimes they can be, you know, bed brothers, bed sisters, whatever. Sometimes they they can be, you know, on one accord. You feel peace about it and you're very comfortable with it. Most of the time, I shouldn't say most of the time, a lot of the time, the peace that you feel is in spite of and regardless of your comfort level. In fact, a lot of times the peace that you experience that comes from God is the peace that will keep you in an uncomfortable situation because he's growing you, he's developing you, he's sharpening you but he's keeping you, he's giving you that perfect peace so that you can stay in that uncomfortable position and place, right? To, to be in obedience to his will. That's what it was for me. Cause trust me, living two years in San Diego, not paying rent, trusting God for total provision in every situation. That was very uncomfortable. Definitely knocked my pride out very early, but it was extremely uncomfortable. And the only reason I stayed in it was because a God told me to, and I had decided from the very beginning of my walk with him that I would be obedient to him no matter what, but B he guarded me and he guided me with his peace. So let's take a look at scripture because God's word on peace is scattered all throughout uh, scripture. Isaiah 26.3 says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Um, John 14.27, peace I leave with you. My peace I, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I would probably say this verse was was more of what I experienced. It was a peace that God gave to me that didn't come from the world because there was nothing in my life at that period that um, should have allowed me to be peaceful. <laughs> but I still was walking. I still walked in in perfect peace. Um, Colossians three fifteen, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Um, 
first Peter. No, I'm sorry, not first Peter Philippians four, six through seven. This is actually the big one that I think a lot of you already know. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So let's talk about the second part of this peace as a guard. Not only does peace guard your, your hearts and, and your minds, our hearts and our minds, um, but peace can also protect us from really bad decisions. And what I mean by that is peace can protect us. The lack of peace. Let me, let me make that amendment. The lack of peace could actually serve as a guard to us. So I'm going to share with you an instance, uh, something that happened years ago in my early twenties, before I even did any type of radical obedience season journey, um, it was a season of my life shortly after I graduated from college. There was a company that was um, an income share company, an income share model. And they were trying to basically recruit um, a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, business-minded people to, to sign up for the income share program. And the way that it worked, it was... Uh, you would apply, you had a business concept and investors would pledge uh, certain amounts of money for a percentage of your income in return for a period of time. Um, I don't want to say that it was like indentured <laughs> servitude, but as I'm thinking back on it, it kind of seems like it a little bit, but, but the deal was Let's say, let's just say that um, somebody invested a thousand dollars into your your project and into your profile for the next five years or ten years. I can't remember the the length of the term. They would get like one percent, two percent, maybe even five percent of your your income and your earnings, and un until that period ended. So it was an investment for them. And ideally you would be wildly successful in the um, product, service, business, whatever it was that you're launching. When I signed up for it and I got approved, I received $12,000 in pledges. But it was a very nerve wracking situation for me because even though the funding could have been tremendous for the projects I wanted to work on, there was this element of, wow, I'm pledging these people my income up to a certain degree for X number of years. And I, I really had to wrestle with that. When it came time to either accept the offer or decline the offer, I was a hot mess. <laughs> my emotions were kind of all over the place. And I was finding it very difficult to really hone in on what God was, was saying to me. And sometimes that happens, right? We, if we're in a really high stress, high stakes situation or something that feels really high stakes, it can be difficult to discern what God is saying in that moment. I had asked for a lot of advice. I 
I think my mom told me to go for it. And my dad told me, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I, I really didn't know what to do. So ultimately what happened was I, I clicked the accept button and I kid you not guys within five minutes of hitting that accept button, I felt this tremendous sense of dread wash over me. My stomach felt like it was in total knots. My heart was pounding. Every, any sense of peace that I'd had prior to hitting that button flew away from my being. And I knew that I knew that I knew in that moment, I had just made a terrible mistake. The good news is there was a, a, I think a 72 hour rescind window. So it was kind of like a timeshare, you know, if you, you buy into it and you're, you're feeling some serious buyer's remorse, you can get out of it within a certain window of time. As soon as I felt that piece completely like rush away from me, I rescinded, <laughs> I rescinded my acceptance. And as soon as I rescinded it, the piece came rushing back in and it overwhelmed me. And it wasn't until after that experience of the peace leaving and then the peace coming back that God told me, I can build this for you with my provision, not with borrowing. Now, some of you listening are probably thinking, well, duh, Michelle, this is, it's in the word, you know, lender, slave to the borrower. What were you thinking? First of all, I was 22 <laughs> and really hard up on cash. And I just spent quite a bit in student loans anyway. Secondly, um, because of the way that it was pitched with this company, they kept saying it was income share, that it wasn't a loan. It wasn't a loan. It was income share. And, and to my mind, I thought, oh, okay, like, yeah, it's an investment thing. It's an income share, you know, that that's kind of, it's very gray, um, especially the way that they pitched it. So yeah, I, I removed myself from that program. I, I turned down $12,000. Um, and I'm so grateful that I did because just a few short years later, that company reverted to a personal loan company. And to my knowledge, and I could be wrong. Um, every person who had signed up now had basically a personal loan on their hands that they needed to pay back. So God protected me and he protected me through that rushing lack of peace. So if you ever experienced that, yes, it's a very unpleasant experience, um, but it's also a relief because it brings a sort of clarity to you that you may not have had before. And so that's what I mean when I say that peace is a guide and it's a guard. And it's also a mechanism of clarity. When you're making decisions, when you're contemplating certain moves, when you're thinking about certain transitions, tune in to Holy Spirit and just ask him, Lord, where's your peace in this? Because that can be a tremendous way in which he, he guides us and he also protects us. All right, guys, I hope that this episode was helpful and, um, and I really wanted to, oh, I want to mention something really quickly before I go. 
As you guys know, we need reviews. And I have been bugging you guys about it. And I realized, you know what? Maybe it would just be a good idea to create some type of incentive. So if you have not left a review yet, and I know there are some of you listening who have not, <laughs> um, I want to encourage you to go ahead and do that specifically on the Apple podcast. So if you have an iPhone, go into the Apple app, pull up the, the prophetic listening podcast and leave a review. And I'm asking you for a review, not just a rating. Um, so if you could say even just a couple kind words about the show, please go on, leave a review. And what I will do um, is find those who have left a review between today's date, um, October 26th, and let's just say November 15th. And I will handpick um, a couple of you who have left reviews to, to be a guest on the show and to receive a one-on-one prophetic listening session. There are several of you who have reached out to me on my website and have asked, oh, do you do, do you still do sessions? Do you still do coaching? No, I don't do one-on-one coaching. I don't do one-on-one sessions anymore. Um, I do them on the show just to show what prophetic listening is. And those are guests that I have personally invited. But if you are interested in receiving prophetic listening from me uh, and, and being a guest on the show, leave a review, leave a five-star review, and I will pick amongst those who have left that review within that window. So I'm hopeful that this will drive numbers up. And the reason, guys, why I'm I'm so annoyingly consistent in asking you for reviews is because it's actually reviews that alter the algorithm um, of podcasts, increase the rankings, and brings more eyes to the show, which is incredibly important. We want people who, not just believers, but also non-believers. We want people to be drawn to the show, to discover it organically. And the best way to do that is to get, um, is to have a high number of reviews. Also, the higher the num- the review count, uh, the more likely, you know, high profile people are to, to possibly appear on the show. So if there are certain giants in the faith that you would love to see on the show, um, leave some reviews because the more we get, the more willing they are to, to hop on. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now and thank you for listening to this episode of the prophetic listening podcast. I will see you guys next week. God bless. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show, let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also 
find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.